Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. Yes, indeed. It is a big show and it continues now. Adrian Hernandez alongside the one and only Lindsey Brown. And as the MLB owners meetings wrapped up earlier today and Commissioner Manfred spoke to the media, we needed to reach out to one of the best in the business to help us understand where we're at with this MLB lockout. So on the line, senior contributor Maury Brown from Forbes and a member of the BBWAA joins us. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Maury Brown, first of all, I would like to congratulate you on an exceptional last name. Oh, you pot him up? Maury, are you there? there? I am. Excellent. Excellent. I don't know if you didn't, uh, if you heard my question or not, but I just want to uh, first congratulate you on an exceptional last name. Uh, your thoughts on said name. <laughs> I had little choice of it when I was coming out of the shoot. So that's how <laughs> we stuck with it. Fair enough. We all deal with the cards that we're dealt with. And, and before we get into our, our Q&A portion of this conversation, could you set the stage for us in terms of where the Players Association is at, where Major League Baseball at, are in these negotiations, and where – this lockout is headed? Well, I think the biggest thing right now is that, um, you know, I think the players are trying to see some equitable um, revenues come to them. Um, They don't have a cap system that's tied like the NFL or NBA that's tied to regular revenues. Um, Their salaries have gone down um, over the last four seasons while revenues have gone up. So they're trying to look to get part of that. They seem to be moving incrementally in that direction. I haven't seen that so much from the league, so it'll be interesting to see what happens Saturday. Arbitration is a word that's thrown around a lot in baseball. At this point uh, of contention on multiple layers in these labor negotiations, mostly those bonuses are hopefully going to be tied to those metrics, as you mentioned with the with the caps. I guess that's really the ultimate compromise, right? Because if you cap the if you have the cap tied to the salaries and stuff, at least you have that guarantee that it will grow with revenue versus what baseball is doing. But you mentioned in your article the wins above replacement as as a measuring stick. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, it's seen as kind of a universal uh, metric that's a one-size-fits-all across um, all, all both offensive and defensive players. And so they're looking to use that as a way of um, possibly doing it. But I don't think that that's going to happen, per se. 
I think the biggest thing that's probably going to happen is is that there'll be a bonus pool for those one-year players. So those players that have yet to enter salary arbitration, um, if they win major awards. I mean, it's just not right that if somebody wins the Cy Young or the MVP or Rookie of the Year that they're treated differently. And so they're looking to get them some bonuses. And that's a small number of players, right? It doesn't really affect a whole lot. So I do think that the, the Players Association will try to see a larger percentage of players that have two years of playing time go into salary arbitration. Right now it's about 22% of those players. We might seek to increase that a bit. But MLB on the management side has said, look, we're, we're not entertaining that conversation at all. So it'll be interesting to see if they move. Uh, you mentioned on Saturday, which, uh, you know, we're very expecting that the owners will have their newest counterproposal. Uh, do you have any hope or, or think that it'll actually have some substance to it? Are they just doing it to basically say, hey, we, we made a counterproposal? Yeah, I mean, this is a question of the day. I mean, Rob Manfred said today that the proposals that they had made prior were substantive and and good proposals. So when he says that Saturday is going to be a good proposal, well, that may be in the eye of the beholder. Um, it, it's really going to come down to where the Players Association is at. Uh, Manfred said some things today about the luxury tax and the penalties for it and said that they hadn't increased those, which was not true. Um, a representative for the league immediately came out and said that wasn't true, but the Players Association noticed that. And it, it really, you know, it upset them right now. They're they're not happy with um, Manfred and the labor team. So um, it, it's just going to really matter on saturday we're gonna to have to see it i imagine if there is any sanity left in this thing that there will be some movement toward the middle but we'll have to see you know the sides have been pretty entrenched and it's weird that movement towards the middle because it's like baseball acts like it doesn't even exist because in our conversations and attention that we pay and investment we're always talking about the one percent of the one percent i mean even the talk that we're having right now but most of these guys aren't winning cy youngs or mvps or making tens of millions I mean, the stories that are coming out about just the feeder system in the Major League Baseball here in the States, or I don't know, I, we, Adrian and I were reading an article a couple weeks ago about the academies down in the Dominican Republic and other areas of Latin America for baseball pipelines. It's too big to fail, but it, it's almost too big to fix. Yeah, and that's a great way to put it. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people, you know, they're going to say, well, still, it's a lot of money if I'm an average working show. But the average player does not make um, average player makes under a million dollars. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of players in the league. We always talk about, once again, the one percenters, but the rank and file don't make that much money. And if you're a prospect in the Dominican Republic, there has been corruption going on for years, long before the article that was put out. Um, myself and others have been reporting about it. But there are basically trainer agents. They're not certified agents like we think of them here in the States that basically grab young kids and go, okay, if I get you a uh, contract, your signing bonus, I get a large percent of that. And it, it's, I would say it's criminal. And you're taking kids that are looking to, you know, get out of squalor in many cases, right? I mean, the amount of money that they can make in major league baseball, even at the league minimum would dwarf anything that they are capable of making um, in the Dominican Republic. So um, it's very tempting you know, eat this pill, eat this food, do this regiment. Um, I don't know about you, but when I was 15 or 16 and there were people of authority, you didn't really question that stuff. And then, of course, if they do make it, like Juan Soto did, a large percentage of that money can go and wind up in the hands of somebody else. 
And given now that there's a salary or a capping system, a slotting system for these signs, that if they, you know, if if somebody says, hey, if you make this much money, I get a percentage of it. If it goes down, they just take a larger percent. And so it's really, I would say, criminal. And it's a real problem for the league. They haven't addressed it. And I think that it needs to have more light shone on it. And the more you think about it, too, uh, Maury, as you mentioned, the corruption that's that's rampant down there, it's not just the, the aspect of, of the money part of it. When you have these kids being told, like, hey, we're going to get you a contract. Hey, this is this is the team that wants you. That expedited process of development, how many more kids are considering taking substances? How many uh, kids actually make it that take those substances? I mean, we, we see stories all the time about people that found success at the ultimate level and then in the after, I mean, dealing with just all the consequences of, of a lot of the things that have ailed baseball in the last 20 or so years, especially when we're talking about steroids. And, you know, they don't let Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame, but then two weeks later they say, oh, we're not going to test for it anymore. Yeah, I mean, the testing thing is another yeah, matter I know. altogether. I know, baseball. But, I mean, yeah, but to that, I, you know, no, that's a legitimate thing. I, I, again, um, there are lots of reasons we, we go, oh, they're cheating. But there are lots of reasons that um, you might or might not take a substance. If you go, hey, I can – if I take this substance and somebody tells me here's a way to get around it and I can get out of living in poverty, um, that's an awfully tempting thing for a kid. You can take care of not only yourself but your entire family. And so I, I do think that that's uh, a tragic consequence of it. Look, it gets largely missed in the mainstream media. But there will be hundreds of minor league suspensions. There is no union for minor league players. And you'll see a lot of kids that are in the Dominican Summer League get popped every year for low-grade steroids that are easily detectable. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely that. Is it some of it, you know, that I'm naive and somebody tells me to take something and I'm not going to question them, so okay? Yeah, but I think a lot of them would do it anyway. If it gives them an opportunity to play – and they can get out of, you know, like I said, out of abject poverty. I think a lot of them do. Uh, taking it back to to the strike and, and the lockout that we're dealing with now. Now, the last time we had a strike, it cost my guardians. I have to get used to saying that a World Series back in 94, 95. Obviously, a lot of things have changed back then. Entertainment options, accessibility. Uh, right now, I see the players showing a lot of solidarity. Garrett Cole tweeting about all the players meeting up, over 100 players showing up and ready to battle. Uh, for you, is this battle worth going for in terms of delaying the season? Because for some reason, as much as I hate it and I don't understand, most of the public pressure a lot of the times goes on the players because they get paid too much and they're just playing a game, et cetera, et cetera. Is it worth for them to fight uh, for this particular situation? Yeah. I, it, look, let's let's start and back up just a second. I mean, it's not like the players didn't back themselves into a corner on this thing. They lost the last labor deal, and it's just universally understood that the owners got a leg up. And if you really looked closely at it, the one before, they did as well. So they're looking to claw back. You know, They want to try and get some of the equity, the revenues that have come in, um, and have it you know, funneled to them. Um, so they're not going to eat the elephant in one bite. Um, and it's really interesting. You, you know, I was talking about this. 94, 95, of course, was very different. You picked up the newspaper. And the media basically spoke to you, and you didn't have a way of really getting any um, additional resources or having a conversation about it. And that's very different now. I, there are a lot of people, myself included, 
that provide a lot of details around this kind of stuff that you didn't have back then. And I think that fans are largely more informed, and I think that they're having more conversations about it. So I think that it shifted this time around towards the players. I think that it would be more equitable. I, you know, look, they're not going to get everything that they want, and maybe they shouldn't, but they, they absolutely probably need something more equitable. Um, I think that the offers that the league has made have not been sufficient. There's been movement by the players. They've accepted expanded playoffs, even though they believe that that will actually hurt um, the amount of money that would be spent on veterans or trying to be competitive, you know, the idea of backing into the playoffs. They've agreed to having, uh, you know, advertising patches on the uniforms like we see in the NBA. So they're, you know, they're moving in the direction and providing, you know, some concessions to the owners. And I don't think that they're feeling that that's being reciprocated right now. Um, so, yeah, they're unified. I mean, the conversations that you've seen from Gary Cole and others, I've heard it directly. You know, not that many players. I've talked to probably a dozen of them. But, I mean, as one said, I, he, he said, I don't know if Rob Manfred realizes how much we dislike him and how much that is a factor and how unified we are in this moment. He has galvanized us. And that's critical. You know, look, their players not losing paychecks right now. They don't get paid for spring training. When the regular season hits, that would matter. So they're going to have to weigh. Do they go ahead and go a regular season and potentially lose games? People forget that there was a lockout in 2011 in the NBA that went from 82 games to 66. The difference is we don't talk about that with the NBA. The reason is MLB had had up until 26 years ago, every labor deal, there was a strike or a lockout. And fans are mindful of that. They don't want to see it again. We've talked about players. We've talked about owners. We've briefly mentioned fans. But it seems like the the baseball owners don't get the sense of urgency of the the danger for the future of their game. Because are we past the point of no return and repairing the disconnect between the Manfreds and the fans or just baseball and the fans in general? Because it's all in the same uh, uh, batting hopper, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest problems leading up to this whole thing and hasn't been part of the discussion is the game itself needs some adjustment. Look, if I go to a baseball game or you go to a baseball game, we're sitting in the sun, we're having beers, we're having food. We're not really paying attention to the clock or how much time games take. We're having enjoyment in the sun. If if you're watching on television, it's a, a completely different experience. Um, there has been a dramatic change in how long games take and more to the fact, the pace of it. It is in fits and starts more now. Players are striking out more often. Um, we're seeing the use of bullpens more often, so that slows it down. So I don't think that they've even addressed the most important thing, the most lasting thing, which is the game itself. In terms of the fans, I, I think that they're sometimes think about it in terms of this. If they don't lose any regular season games, and look, the fans should be upset if we lose spring training and it's shortened. But if they don't lose any regular season games, I think they'll go, hey, once this gets back to rolling, fans will forget about it pretty quick. And history has shown that to largely be true. The NFL in 2011 had a lockout. They lost exactly one game. They lost a Hall of Fame game. Fans never talk about it anymore. And so fans have short memories when it comes to that. But I think that baseball fans are more fervent and a lot more dedicated to the sport in terms of its history. So they will hurt themselves. 
I mean, absolutely. Will they lose a whole lot of people? No. But again, they're not in the best position. They have been seeing attendance decline, although it hasn't been you know, dramatic. And regional sports network uh, ratings and viewership has gone down. So they, they need to get back on that. And that's uh, exactly what I wanted to talk to you about because I was fascinated by your tweets about regional sports networks and how, yeah, if we cancel spring training, yes, they'll lose some money with gates of people showing up. But the fact that MLB is going to have to give a rebate to all the regional sport networks. So if you could kind of explain that. And then also just in my head, as we move closer and closer to more and more streaming and less people, you know, getting cable and these regional sports networks mattering, like does MLB, and I know it's a big picture question, like, do they have something in place for the future of like where these games are going to go on? Yeah, so let's start with the with the first part. Um, so what will happen is the regional sports networks, and if they the season went so long that the national broadcast got affected, they still pay the league, which is a real easy. You go, hey, the money's still flowing in, but they have to rebate that money back. Now they can do it over a long period of time with no interest. So think of it as a no interest loan. It upsets for good reason the networks that show that stuff. So you don't want to see it happen because it. You know, it already happened in 2020 where we lost 102 games due to the pandemic. They don't want to have to do that anymore. So that's the first part. In terms of the second part, what would largely happen is you're going to see a shift depending upon how many more people move to streaming. And it's leveled off as of lately. Cord cutting has kind of leveled off a little bit. But the idea of going, if you want baseball – you can get it even if you're not a cable subscriber. The good news is about that is you offer options to consumers. Like, why would you limit your product? You want to make it available to as many people as possible. The bad thing is, I don't, you know, if grandma isn't interested at all in MLB Network and she's watching whatever she is, and she has a cable, what they call bundle, with a bunch of channels on it, she's still paying for it. And that keeps the subscriber numbers up. You're then leading to that idea. And this gets back into whether you know your fan interest is starting to decline. You're solely dependent on core fans. So it's a you know they're trying to figure out where to jump off that ship, and it's not there yet. There's still a lot of money in traditional what they call linear television, cable and satellite. But at some point, they're going to have to offer it. Just like if I want to watch games. I don't have to have a cable sub. I just want to subscribe to this and watch just that. Big picture baseball talk with Mari Brown. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to explain exactly where we are in the state of baseball today, my friend. Thank you so very much. Have yourself a great day. Absolutely, we will. We'll have Mari hopefully back on very soon to talk about baseball season happening, but they got to get those negotiations done. Uh, Rights for Forbes, BBWAA member, has been uh, part of USA Today, Baseball America. This is a guy that you need to know uh, because he's in the know about all the baseball. And all of our insider calls are brought to us by Driveway.com. Head to Driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in Driveway's nationwide inventory. And on the other side of the back, break baggage. We're bringing it. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.